It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, what's an acceptable season for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year? What should you be watching for, and how can this year still be considered a success despite not having Chet Holmgren? And is there any way that this season can be viewed as a disappointment this year when it's all said and done? We'll talk about expectations coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into season expectations, and to do that, Let's use NBA 2K and simulate the entire Thunder season. How do the Thunder look without Chet Holmgren? And is this a season you'd be happy with if you were a Thunder fan? Like, What are some of the outcomes that you are looking forward to? And I want to thank you right now for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball, free and available wherever you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. We're back. The season's back. Media Day is um, the 26th, the, the training camp starts the 27th. I mean, we're back. Everything's back. So we'll be ramping up locked on thunder yet again. Let's start with the simulation. So NBA 2K23 dropped last week and I went through and simulated a whole season on NBA 2K23. Now I did turn injuries off in season, but I still kept Chet Holmgren out. So this way, we can't predict injuries, so everyone else is at full strength. The Thunder just don't have Chet Holmgren uh, in this case. But I didn't want, like, random superstars getting hurt just because uh, the game decided they'd get hurt whenever we don't know if that will happen or not. So try to make it true to life uh, as it is today and take out Chet Holmgren, though, for the Thunder. So the Thunder actually survived their first 11 games pretty well. I mean, I've been talking a lot about how difficult these first 11 games are. And in October, the Thunder went three and three, but then in November, they came crashing down three and 13 in the month of November, which is a six and 16 start for the Thunder. 
In December, the Thunder went six and eight. In January, they went three and eleven, which is a nine and nineteen start. Uh, uh, well, not the start, but nine nineteen stretch for December and January. Um, February four and seven. March eight and eight. April one and three. So a, a strong close of the year, all things considered, especially in March, whenever you rack up eight wins and only nine losses. Their overall record, though, they finish with a twenty eight and fifty four record. That's a four game improvement from last year, which I think is, uh, I think that that is very good. I think that that would be something that you can be happy about or excited about considering you don't have Chet Holmgren, considering this is still a young team, considering this is still a stacked Western conference. Whenever you factor all that in, you're missing Chet Holmgren. Young teams typically struggle to win games. They typically struggle to close out games and you're playing in the toughest conference. I think that, you know, having a four game improvement would be awesome for this team. So let's continue on and see the other ways besides just the win total. That this season is awesome for OKC. So here's the Western conference standings. Memphis uh, won the conference with 58 wins in the regular season. The Pelicans had 56 wins. Surprisingly, the Mavericks had 49 wins at third, uh, third seed. Nuggets had 46 wins. Clippers had 43 wins. Warriors had 42 wins. Lakers had 41 wins at seven. The eighth seed was the Blazers at 37 wins. And again, another shock. Suns and Wolves were the nine and 10th seed with 36 and 35 wins respectively. And then the end of the West. So 11 seed Jazz, 12 seed Kings, and then 13 seed Rockets with 33 wins, same as the Kings. And then the Thunder had 28 wins at 14 and the, and the Spurs at the very bottom all alone at 22 wins or the Spurs. Uh, in the East, 1 through 10, Bulls, Heat, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, Cavs, Bucks, Hawks, Nets, Pistons got the play in. The worst record in the East was 29 wins by the Magic and the Hornets. Uh, one more than the Thunder, of course, in this setting. If you care about who in the finals, the Clippers won over the Celtics. It was Pelicans, Clippers, Celtics, Cavs as the final four. Paul George won finals MVP. So here's why you should be excited about the Thunder beyond just the win total according to this simulation. MVP went to Luka Doncic. Paulo Bancaro got rookie of the year. And defensive player of the year went to Giannis. Sixth man of the year went to Ben Simmons. Obviously, I'm not sure it'll be a sixth man, but that's what 2K had him doing. Uh, most improved player, Bones Highland. Coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins. But the big thing here is... SGA made All-NBA third team, along with, of course, making the All-Star game for the first time in his career earlier in the season. So if the Thunder see a four-game improvement from last year and and see SGA make the All-Star team, I don't think that they'll put him on All-NBA with a 28-win season. But if, let's just say, that he somehow did get third-team All-NBA and an All-Star appearance, uh, and the Thunder had a four-game improvement, but the Thunder still had the second-best odds at Victor Manana, you know, the and, and you know tied for 14% chance at the first overall pick because of uh, the way that the lottery is uh, evened out now. If all of that happened, this is the best possible outcome for the season. You still have tied for the best shot at the generational talent and the first overall pick. You still had your guy SGA make a huge leap and, and, and ascend to what is undeniable superstardom now around the NBA, and... Uh, you still improved your win total by four wins without Chet Holmgren. So you're going to add Chet Holmgren plus a very high pick in this scenario. If you get to the, you know, the, the second um, worst record in the league, the lowest you can fall is six. So you're going to add a top six pick to 
Chet Holmgren to SGA to the core are already on this team. Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, all of those guys, Jalen Williams. You know, so if this is how the season shakes out, I think that you should be extremely excited. Because even if you got your worst possible outcome and on lottery night you fell to six, you know, you're gonna have the Thompson twins, Anthony Black, Cam Whitmore, Dylan Mitchell, like those kind of guys will be available for OKC at six. And those kind of guys are still extremely talented. And a lot of people view them as, you know, franchise changing type of players. So I think that that's kind of the expectation level for this year. Try to improve the win total a little bit, but admitting, admittingly so, it'll be difficult to because of how tough the West is. Have SGA reach that next step. Whenever you have DeJounte Murray out east now, you have Donovan Mitchell out east now. So that's two spots in the West that open up for, uh, you know, all-star spots for Western Conference players and, and even guards, especially, obviously. So he takes that step in a superstardom march and you take a step in win total, but you still are right in the mix for a vital piece in this loaded, and I mean loaded, 2023 NBA draft. To me, that is all you can ask for. And that is something that I think Thunder fans should be over the moon about if it were to come to fruition. But I want to talk about what are some of the trades that the computer offer, just to have some fun next segment. Uh, And also, we did simulate a season with Chet Holmgren in the lineup. How much different could this look? And some of the stats that were projected by NBA 2K. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at Bet Online, folks, betonline.net is your number one source for your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this year. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The Fastest and easiest way to bet and check in on all your favorite sports events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, UFC, golf, NBA, NFL, NHL. Head over right now and check it out on your mobile device to see all the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. It's this easy, folks. Step in BetOnline.net, and once you get BetOnline.net pulled up, you just click on sports. It opens up their sports book. It opens up the NFL page, and right now the Chiefs are 4 point underdogs, against, I mean, four-point favorite against the Chargers. You can go check that out. But if you only want to bet on the NBA, I totally understand. I'm totally with you there. You can bet on NBA futures, such as who will win the championship. And right now, the Celtics are 550-point uh, uh, favorites, I guess, or a lot of favorites to win the NBA Finals. Regular season win totals. I, I'm, I want to see what the new win total is for OKC. And so as it loads up, you can bet the over-under on win totals for every team, including the Thunder. And as we scroll down, the Thunder win total is set at 23.5. Over is minus uh, 115. The under is minus 115 as well. So even odds there for over under 23.5. What do you think the Thunder win total will be? Let me know down below in the comment section on YouTube. But go check out Bet Online. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, which NBA players move the betting lines the most this season? Locked On and the Bet Online Odds Makers present the NBA Top 50 Most Valuable Players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked On NBA or wherever you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. So check it out today on September 19th for the reveal of the list of the top 50 players who move betting lines the most for the NBA Top 50. Again, it's unlocked on NBA on YouTube and also the podcast feed. Uh, a lot of fun over there. Now, let's continue on talking about the simulation for the Thunder. Plus, we did simulate a season where Chet Holmgren was able to play just to see how this team would have looked. So here are all of the trades that we got in this season. I did compile all of them for better or worse. Some of the, if you've played 2K, you know, some of the computer logic system is uh, interesting, including our very first trade offer, which came after game one. The Hornets were send uh, Wendell Moore for Alexei Pokashevsky. Weird. Then we got a trade. The Clippers send John Wall and Luke Kennard for Trey Mann and Ty Jerome. So, two straight no's right there. Then the Cavs send Kevin Love and Dean Wade for Lou Dort and Mike Muscala. That one made me physically vomit. The Mavericks trade Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans for Lou Dort and Derek Favors. Again, no go. The Warriors send Draymond Green and Matt McClung for Lou Dort and Jeremiah Rumpsnurl. Again, no go. The Hornets really, really love themselves, some Alexei Pokashevsky, because they tried again to get him by trading. Um, they tried to trade Thierry Rogier for Poku and a 2023 second round pick. That did not work. The Pelicans send the Lakers 24 first round pick and Nick Marshall for Poku and a 23 second round pick. I don't know why these teams are so infatuated with Alexei Pokashevsky. The Nets send Ben Simmons and TJ Warren for SGA and Mike Muscala. You got to add a ton of picks in that, and it's always going to be a no. We're not trading SGA in this simulation, but that did not stop teams from trying. The Cavs tried to send Kevin Love a 26 first-round pick for Lou Dort and the Nuggets first-round pick from the Jermichael Green trade. The Nuggets tried to send Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon for SGA and Mike Muscala. So another team trying to get SGA. The Heat tried to send Victor Oladipo and Max Struess for Trey Mann and JRE. That's a no-go for me. The Hornets send Terry Rozier and Isaiah uh, Thomas for Poku and Tim Maldon. And the Mavs send Christian Wood and Spencer Dinwiddie for SGA and JRE. I can't think of a worse trade offer than that from, uh, from Nico Harrison and the Mavs. But if you were forced, if you were forced to accept one of these deals... I don't know why you would be forced to accept one of these deals. Which one would it be? 
I think it would be window more for Poku just because the rest of them are just so like, I'm not trading Trey Mann for Luke Kennard and John Wall. I'm not trading Lou Dort for Kevin Love and Dean Wade. I'm not trading Lou Dort for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. I'm not trading Lou Dort for Draymond Green and uh, Matt McClung. Terry Rozier for Poku. I, I wouldn't do that. The Pelicans sending the Lakers 24 first round pick and Nick Marshall for Poku though. That one is right up there as well. I'm, I'd probably take that one uh, if I had to take one of them and uh, leave behind the win- window more trade. Uh, but these trade offers were not great. Now, let's talk player averages. So what got SGA to reach that uh, third-team All-NBA plateau and reach his all-star mark for the first time in his career? Well, he averaged 26 points, six rebounds, and six assists per game, a steal and a block per game as well, on 50, 33, and 85% shooting splits. Josh Giddy averaged 14 points, seven rebounds, and six assists on a steal, plus 43, 31, and 71 shooting uh, shooting splits. Now, that 31% from three, that would be a very interesting improvement from Josh Giddy, who is already working with um, Chip England to improve his shooting numbers, which last year he shot 26% from three. So in this simulation, he's already improved to 31% from three, which would be huge for him. Uh, Lou Dort. Averaged 14 points, three rebounds, one assist, and a steal per game on 41, 31, and 87 splits. Trey Mann stayed right at 10 points per game with two, uh, two rebounds and two assists. Poku went to seven points, five rebounds, two assists. Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara went to seven points, two assists per game. Usman Jang, five points, one assist at 45, 25, and 67 shooting splits for him. So those are the stats for the simulation. I think that this was just a fun little exercise of of what a simulation thought was going to happen for this season. But I think that if this were to come true, if you could just sign on the dotted line right now to have this outcome of 20, you know, eight wins, you'd be the second worst record in the NBA. And, you know, you, you would have a four game improvement from last year with SGA reaching his all star potential. Let's not throw in the all NBA things again. I, I don't think that he'd get voted all NBA on a 28 win team, but in this simulation, he did. You know, All-NBA, All-Star game for SGA, plus 28 wins, a four-game improvement, plus still having a great chance at Victor Mignogna. With the Chet injury, with the Western Conference being stacked, this is, I mean, honestly, I think that we all signed the dotted line right now to have that happen to OKC. I do. Uh, we did simulate a season where uh, Chet Holmgren was added to the mix and that team got off to a 6-30 and 30 start. Yeah, a 6-30 and 30 start with injuries turned off and Chet Holmgren back in the lineup, 6-30 and 30 to start out. However, the Thunder turned it around. After a 6-30 and 30 start, Chet Holmgren uh, was able to make the Thunder win 32 games. They went 32-50. and 50. Chet Holmgren won Rookie of the Year on 13 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, and a steal per game on 42-32-74 and 74. Shooting splits, that's field three and uh, free throw percentage. Uh, Chet was first team all rookie. Jalen Williams and Usman Jang were second team all rookie. And OKC finished tied for the second worst record in the West still. Uh, seventh uh, worst record overall. It's tough. Tough, right? You still went, you went over 30 games, but you're still seventh worst record overall in the league because of how stacked this league is. But either way, no Chet home run for this season, but still a lot to look forward to. Still a lot that can happen this year. Uh, for the Thunder. Let's talk more about expectations outside of 2K coming up on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day.
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Thunder. Email the show, LockedOnThunder at gmail.com. So on today's show, let's continue talking about the Thunder as a whole. So let's move off of the whole 2K thing. I thought that was a very interesting topic to bring up uh, as we get back ramped up here on Locked On Thunder and the simulation. For this season, there is a lot to watch for. Despite Chet Holmgren being out for the year, there's still a lot to look forward to if you're an OKC fan. Uh, the first thing is Josh Giddy. in a lot of different ways. The first way being that uh, we still need to see him mesh together with SGA. Like they've played, you know, 2,000 minutes together, it feels like. Like they need, they need to play more together and find their groove together, which will be fun to watch. But also, Josh Kitty has already discussed publicly how working with Chip England has been great for him and how he's excited to work with Chip England and how he views that addition as, you know, a, a huge thing for, for his game and for his future. Like he's been glowing about Chip England already. So getting more time with him in the in the training camp period and also without within the season with through the season that's going to be a big deal and I think that's going to do do wonders for his game in the future. How great will it be this year? I'm not going to put so much pressure on him to make a huge leap this year, but we should still see a noticeable improvement from him throughout the course of this season. Plus, of course, as I mentioned before, dealing with SGA because these two guys have to be on the same page on the court and have to become. Uh, that special duo that that they are talented enough to be in and and want to be. Remember, they had that into you know they had that all star break meeting with Sam Presti and Mark Dagnall and and themselves SGA and Josh Giddy did, and they said at that meeting where they cleared things up and got them on the same page and they had the best game of their of their careers together against the Suns. You know, the, the, their best game was a duo together against the Suns, and then Josh Giddy got hurt and never played again. So. That's the note that they ended off on was the best game of their of their duo ship. So let's see if that can continue into this season and if they can continue to grow. Uh, Josh Giddy talked about this this team and how they're back together again already and how uh, they're hungry and excited and just want to see what they can do. Uh, let's see it. I mean, yes, losing um, Chet Holmgren it sucks, right? Like like you wanted to see Chet Holmgren play just as much as I did, but. Thunder still have two other lottery picks that they're going to put on the floor in Jalen Williams and Usman Jang. Two top 12 picks in the NBA draft are going to be playing meaningful minutes for OKC this year. That's something that's very fun to see how they can grow and develop, not to mention the third rookie, Jalen Williams also from Arkansas this time. Uh, he'll get to play, I think, a little more now that you have more minutes available to him at that center position. Plus, can SGA reach that all-star plateau? Can he reach that all-star kind of trajectory? And I think that the further we get from the draft day of Trey Mann and some of these guys, we forget just how much room they have to grow and how 
they too are poised for a breakout. Like Trey Mann might just come out here and score 14 points a game this year or, or 15 points a game this year or more. Like seeing how he progresses as a score at all three levels and as an efficient score, I think will will be huge to watch this year. I mean, will be a, a, a thing that you can watch for each and every game. There's a lot to look forward to. And I think that this year is about development first and foremost. And within that development, how many wins can you get? I think that the win total will improve from last year's team because you, even without Chet Holmgren, you did add, again, two lottery picks. And you did uh, have these guys get a year older, you know, like, like Trey Mann, and more experienced and, and, and better. Plus, you brought back Kenny Hustle. You brought back Ludor, who make winning impacts. And you have Josh Kitty and SGA, who will just get better with time together on the floor in the same, at the same time. So I think that this win total will get better. I think it's unfair to expect it to get much better because of the fact that young teams struggle and you're playing in the West, but I think it will improve. It improved two games from, you know, 2020 to 2021. I think it'll improve, you know, another two games or so from last year to this year uh, and so on and so forth. But what are your expectations for OKC? What are you hoping to see this year on the floor? And what is kind of your biggest selling point? This question would have been easy to answer, you know, two months ago. It would have been Chet Holmgren, but... What is, the, what is the thing you're most anticipating for come October you know, 19th for the season opener? What's the reason you're going to sit down and watch that game? Besides just it's Thunder basketball and we're all going to watch it. What's your reason? What's your why for watching this team play? I think it's going to be a fun season. I do. I think that this team will play an inspired brand of basketball, and I think that they're going to play a brand of basketball that can get you very excited for the future and also – is going to show you the framework of what can work in the future for OKC. Now, will it work immediately in terms of the win column? I'm not sure, but trust me, even though you might get a loss in a game, that game will still be highly competitive and highly fun to observe, I believe, for this year for OKC. It's all going to get started very soon. Uh, The last week of September comes media day, comes training camp, and then October 3rd is the preseason opener, and it's all just rocking and rolling again after that. So... Make sure you drop your comments down below and your predictions down below on tomorrow's show of a mailbag episode. So make sure that you drop them below as well on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 